Hello and welcome to McGraw Some Sauce, the podcast all about helping entrepreneurs level up to become awesome. Each week I bring you actionable advice to help both you and your business grow. This week I interviewed Lindsay Johnson, the Radical Connector. Lindsay is a business development strategist. In other words, she helps new entrepreneurs who are working their tails off and still struggling to grow to make money. Using simple sales strategies and attraction-based marketing techniques, Lindsay teaches you how to move your business forward. So there's something to learn from her for sure. So let's dive in with Lindsay Johnson. Lindsay Johnson, thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, first of all, I love you. I love your space. I love the greenery in the background and I love your energy. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time to be with me today. Super pumped to talk to you. As am I, considering that our first conversation was a 30 minute appointment that I think turned into just over two hours. Do you remember that? Oh my God. I, I, I feel like we're going to fill the space with some, some knowledge today. Yeah, I hope so. Um, like, uh, I remember that too. And I remember just like leaving that both like drained and pumped up because like we just we had such a great connection. And um, I'm so glad that you that you plugged that a little bit because um, I really think it matters that you and I know each other from that. And so, um, uh, yeah, I, I just even today, I can't wait to talk to you even more and continue to learn from you and continue to use you as an example for what I want to do with my own business. So um, yeah, just all good vibes all the way. I love it. No pressure, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, you better. I'm setting a standard and you better meet it, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So I know that uh, Lindsay Johnson also goes by the Radical Connector and mm -hmm. what you are best at and what you aspire to be is um, that you are a business strategist, a business development strategist. Yeah. Um, and there is a clear distinction between, and not a lot of many people know this, but people tend to blur the lines between business, business development strategy and brand strategy um, and um, you know the tone of voice that they're using um, when they go out on social media. It's the same thing everywhere, like business development and brand strategy are two very different things. And there's a mishmash of other things in there. Help me clear this up, Lindsay. What is a business strategist? What do you do for people? How do you help them? I love it. This is a great question. Okay, so first of all, if you come to me for brand strategy, I am not your person. I am kicking you back to Nick because that's what you do, <laughs> right? That is what you do and you do it well, right? Uh, when it comes to business development, so a, a lot of, I work a lot with, early stage entrepreneurs, zero to five years. And when I say business development, most of them don't know what that means. What that means is how you make your money. Like it's the, it's the, it's the new business you develop, <laughs> turning strangers into customers. This is what I do. And so there is, because I work with early stage, there's definitely a lot of focus on the foundations. Who am I? Who's my market? What's my what are my offerings? What am I charging? We talk a little bit about brand more from the sense of things like your tone, your mm. verbiage, your copy, your general look. But I definitely don't get into things like logos and, and style guides and fonts, right. website design. Nope, that's not me. I'm the, I'm the, how do you make your money? The marketing, the sales, the, the strategic public speaking, the strategic social media content. That's where I come in because my job is to make you money 
Your job, Nick, is to make people look damn good while they're doing it. Oh my God. Like if I needed PR, like if I, I'm looking for an agent in the new year, I'm already know who I'm going to hire. Uh, Lindsay just pumping my tires for me. This, this was supposed to be all about you. Lindsay. I feel like it's all about me. Um, why though? Can I totally interrupt for a second? Yeah, yeah, please go. Just go. Because when you are looking for someone to hand parts of your business over, you want to find people who have a kick-ass network of people they work with. Without a doubt. This is why. Because I'm not going to send you to just anybody. I have very specific people that I'm going to send you for your branding, for your PR. If you want to be an influencer, I'm going to hook you up with the right agents, right? Like wow. you want to have people who have solid networks of other professionals who can really get you to where you want to go. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I think that people, and I was like this just a few months ago where I looked at the term networking mm -hmm. and networking as an activity, as something that was, um, for lack of a better term, uh, disposable, uh, optional. I'll get to that when I get to it. Uh, networking is, is you know, um, just a, a flimsy little activity that if I have time for it, I'll do it. Why should networking be absolutely obligatory? Why should it be one of the first things that you talk to anybody about as they're trying to develop their own business? Why should people develop their own personal network of people? Um, push it really hard, lean into it and really and really try to glean uh, opportunity from, from networking. So many questions there, I know. I'm, I, and I, and I, for those that are watching the video would have seen my reaction. And for those that didn't mm. watch and only listening, didn't see me freak out. I'm gonna try not to take this personally. Okay, so so with your permission, I'm gonna answer, try to answer all of these. It might take sure. me a couple of no. minutes here. Of course. So it's really funny because when I started my business, my very, very first iteration of my company was all about networking, how to grow your business through networking. And I was getting all this corporate work, like tons and tons of corporate workshops and one-on-one and -on -one corporate clients because they understood the power of networking. Do you know who doesn't understand the power of networking? New entrepreneurs. Mm. <laughs> and yet it is the most powerful, powerful muscle that you can develop uh, in, in getting a steady stream of future revenue that will pay off four years. I'm literally doing a workshop next week on how I generated at $8,000 in this one month. Well, I'm giving away the answer, but hopefully by the time this airs, it'll, it'll be over. But literally talking about this one powerful, powerful practice, and that's networking. Literally eight grand in a matter of one week came in purely from people I have established relationships with through referrals and repeat business. Literally didn't sell a thing. It was all inbound right? Everyone was reaching out to me. And in, in a new entrepreneur's world, eight grand in a week without lifting yeah. a finger. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Right. So networking is, is amazing, amazing for, for revenue growth and referrals for now and for years to come. But also you get these incredible opportunities and doors open to you that you would never not only have had access to, you probably didn't even know it exist if it weren't for meeting certain people. Right. Yeah. And if you look at, oh man, I'm getting fired up here, Nick. If mm -hmm. you look at, <laughs> right. So if you look at people who, who have like these PR spots or like have these really powerful collaborations with brands and things like that, so much of that is networking. It's who, you know, 
right? Yeah, yeah. And then one last point to that, which is that if you were in the first three years of your business, networking is the most important work you're going to do to not only understand your market so that you can market and sell better to them, to get quick uptick on, on easy sales, to get some revenue cash flow coming in, and again, to open those doors so you have a, a wider wider reach with who you are and what you're doing. It's not up to you to generate all your own business because you get things like this, like podcasts. So yeah, networking, essential, essential mm-hmm. in the first three years of your business. And then you will soon realize that it's essential for everything for always. Yeah. And, and I mean, everything you just said, uh, I'm, I'm picking up everything you're laying down for sure. But there is one thing I want to pick up um, that you dropped, which was, um, New entrepreneurs, if you told them they could get eight grand in a week for almost doing nothing, they would take it, right? But mm-hmm. I would argue, like, it's taken you a long time of blood, sweat, and tears to get to that point to where all this inbound leads um, mm-hmm. are, are, are just showing up, right? These inbound leads, um, mm-hmm. your referrals, like you said, uh, networking is just another word, uh, another word for referral system, isn't it? Like we're, we're, someone tells someone else about how great Lindsay is. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the inbound stuff starts to happen. Like how many years does it take to become like an overnight success? Do you know what I mean? Like, like people don't yeah. realize how much work and energy yeah. that you have slaved over building your brand and how watertight it is. And I'm, I'm telling you, Lindsay, as someone who like designs these things, I'm looking at your brand and like, holy shit, like this is like so much polish and so much gloss is on this. And it's like, I'm looking at it and I'm trying to find holes in it. And it's like a well-oiled machine. And like, you're so good at what you do. And I'm like using you as an example now, just the way your website feels, the way you show up online, your YouTube content is is stellar. Like everything looks like it's coalescing, but it's taken years mm-hmm. of development for this. And I realize I'm moving the goalposts here. I'll this, move, but I'm trying to keep track question. of all the threads. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I've got two threads I'm going to dive into. So don't worry. I'm with it. Keep going. I love it. I love it. But but it, it this is the reality where it's like you said, I love the one to one to three year example where it's like in the first one to three years, you better be taking the term networking seriously and it better be full throttle injected into your business because this is what's going to help this thing grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, may I may I dive in? Oh, dive. <laughs> Diving away. Where is my swim cap? When okay. Are we, when are we starting our own podcast? Like, I'm I know, just wondering, right? like Anyone else can you and I like like the two coasts coming together, brand and business dev coming together in a beautiful symbio- symbiotic relationship. This needs to happen. Can I tell you that I that you are not the first person to say this to me? And 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 the thing is, I love interviewing people just like you. I love it. And I promise my podcast is coming next year. I promise. Okay. okay? okay, okay. I publicly said it. And I will have you on and we can oh, double sweet. up because it's brilliant. And and I love these really um I love these conversations where we get real. And mm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as a segue into addressing what you just said. Sure. So I'm going to warn the listeners and and viewers right now. I'm feeling spicy right now. I'm feeling hot under the collar, okay? Okay. Because I am seeing this, oh gosh, I'm going to try to keep it calm. Okay. I am seeing this toxic trend of people saying that you can go from zero to 100K in six months if you just follow their program and those people are not telling you the whole story i promise you they didn't do that 
I promise you they didn't go to 100K or 200K in the first six months of their business. I promise you they didn't. There are years behind that of falling on their faces, of trying things and not getting it right on their way to getting it kind of right, right? There is years of building their list, of understanding their market, perfecting their market, okay? Now, I believe that they maybe launched a new program and that program went from zero to 6K, but their business didn't. And so we need to address that in the world of entrepreneurships because everybody is out here thinking that they can achieve that with the wonders of social media. And they, they can't because it takes long. It takes a long time. It takes years to really understand. And this branding comes in not only who you are, but who your market is and how you connect to them. And you are going to do a lot of things wrong because you've never built a business before. Why would you know these answers? You have to go and learn, right? Mm -hmm. It's like somebody doesn't, somebody doesn't like graduate, grade, graduate, finish grade three and then say, okay, I'm ready. Hand me my scalpel. I'm going to perform my first brain surgery. Yeah. But that's the culture and it's not true. And, and so new entrepreneurs are, first of all, doing a lot of things that are never going to work for them because it's way too advanced of a business development strategy. And also you're internalizing this failure that's not real. This is just a part of building a business. There's mm -hmm. so much failure. There's so much wrongness in the beginning until you figure it out. That's the process. And so for everybody that's, that's participating in this talk right now, if you could just give yourself a moment to breathe, just a sigh of relief that no matter where you're at, if you weren't one of those overnight successes, you know, please trust that you weren't supposed to be. Nobody is that that's not the way businesses are built. Okay. Mm. Who you're, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to go on to the next oh, point. All do. right. All right. So to your point about like the, like the, the, the networking and why you got to be in there working the other, oh gosh, the other thing that is, is, is sort of preached out there is that you can have passive income and never have to work a day in your life. Oh, you just gotta go create a course and go to these ads and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Not true. Oh my God. First of all, and you and I talked about this we have. passive income is anything than passive, right? Oh yeah. And, and you have to, <laughs> you guys, I feel like the fem like the female Gary Vaynerchuk right now. Like, <laughs> like I, I like to say I'm tough love wrapped in sugar and Gary is wrapped in sugar. Um, it's just sugar, but then there's still a layer of spikes on top of the sugar, mm -hmm. you know? But I, I try to bring the sweet in, but I'm going to keep it real. You have to earn passive income. You have yeah. to earn your way there. You don't get there by just having an idea and buying a, a, a program and then boom. Okay. Yeah. And that's the networking. That's the, 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 the public speaking, the creating the content, the, the, when we could getting out to events and getting, getting your hands dirty, getting up close and personal with your market and really understanding them. And then putting yourself out there, like through your branding, putting yourself out there in big ways to start to see what people are resonating with. And then turning that into some sort of revenue stream and then working that for a while until you can finesse that into some sort of passive revenue stream. But it's a, it's a whole process, a whole journey. It doesn't just happen overnight because you want it. So there's your, there's your tough love wrapped in sugar. Y'all got to work. You got to work and you got to work hard for years. Like, like not a candy apple, but a, a candy ghost pepper. You're like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're like a, a chili dipped in honey. And then we're going to package and patent this and we're going to make a whole bunch of cocktail bitters uh, all surrounded around Lindsay's flavors. <laughs> I, oh, my God. OK, we, you and I need to talk after that because I we're, really would 
It's a new brand. It's a new business. I'm going to do all the packaging for this. Lindsay's already got the network. We already know who, we already know, we already have our, our one to two year and then five year plan. It's all also, coming together. Remember how I talked about having powerful people in your network? I also have somebody who's in a, she does better for you food and beverage marketing and branding. So not sorry, not branding, marketing. Mm -hmm. So so we can get it together and then we can go to her and then, yeah, she can get us like on the shelves. So let's make this happen. Uh, uh, Lindsay is clearly CEO of this uh, new company <laughs> we're making. Um, I guess, I guess I'm, I guess I'll be the art director, but like Lindsay's got to be in charge. Like I'm following you here, Lindsay. Like that's You're, what I'm doing. Look good. I love it. I can, <laughs> I am, I am obsessed with your branding. I am obsessed with it. Oh, and so I would love to see what you would do with our packaging. Oh, 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 I'm gonna, it'll be like, it'll be like, uh, like a personal project I work on, uh, like maybe over the winter break or something like that. Who am I I'm kidding? So I don't, cool. I don't get a break. I got to tell you something. Okay. So, so I have friends, really good friends of mine back out in, in Toronto sure. and, uh, and, and uh, his, his Jenny and Nishi are their names and, and Nishi made this cherry pepper hot sauce. Okay. And they were so kind because I love spicy food and they were so kind to ship it out to me. And I've been like working my way through and it's getting, and I'm just, I want to be like, like, you know, the Christmas is coming. Like, can I have another one? Are gonna, <laughs> like, when are you shipping oh, it out? Like, yeah. Right, it's so good. <laughs> I I totally agree with with what you said that passive income is anything but passive, and I think people need to really wrap their heads around that. That passive income, at least in the beginning, is anything but passive. You have to build up your image and your brand and your business to the point where if you drop something or you hint at something, then it feels more passive. But even to drop that took some work, took some planning. You had to market it a little bit, so. Passive income is largely anything but pa passive. But a greater point that you brought up that I don't think enough people are talking about is this idea of failure. And mm. I can't remember who said this. I wish I could credit them. But we, as you know, language is changing so much in the last, even in the last few years. Um, um, you know, there are certain words we just shouldn't be using anymore and they should be completely just... Um, uh, Exactly. They should they should be dramatically removed from vocabulary and in common speech anyways. Um, but the idea, this word failure, why does failure have to be associated with shame? Every time, see, you see where I'm going with this? Like every time someone has a failure, especially in the entrepreneurial world, do you know how many times you're going to fail? This whole year has been a year of failure for me, Lindsay. I'm learning, but that's the difference. I do not associate my failures or my shortcomings to shame anymore. I associate them to, oh, uh, oh, okay, I know what to do for next time. That's like where my head's at now. I'm like, oh, that didn't work, but oh, I know I could make it work next time. So I'm just learning. I go from learn to learn. I go from failure to failure, but I feel like it's learn to learn, not shame to shame. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, I can clearly tell you agree with that, but like, we need to, we need to remove the shame from failure or just, we're not, no one's ever going to do anything. Well, and, and I think, I mean, first of all, I, I, again, if you're watching, you see me nodding. So I, but for those listening, I have been nodding and I fully agree. Um, you know, so sometimes I'll say this and, and, and I, and I get a little resistance, which is that I don't think failure is real. Hmm. I don't think it's real. I think that what we define or what, what we, what we, uh, what we define with the word failure, we're actually saying, I discovered a way that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And if we can just, it's, it's kind of like imposter syndrome 
You know, imposter syndrome is real, but at the same time, it's not because it's actually just lies and our own fears and our own old sort of tapes and things, our own beliefs that are coming to just kick us in the self-doubt stomach. You know, it's not real. Um, so we have to we have to deal with with uh, what's going on with us so that we can keep moving forward and not be, become frozen in this self-doubt or in this imposter syndrome. So it's the same with failure. It's not real. It's just like you say, our own shame or guilt or, or pressure or perfectionism coming through and manifesting and we're calling it failure. The truth is, okay, I don't know if anybody here watches Adventure Time. Oh but yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? There is this quote and I use it all the time. Also, I'm a big sucker for memes and gifts. If you got them, share Join them. The club. Join the club. But there's but there's this one that with the with the dog, I've forgotten the name now. And he's like, dude, sucking at something is the first step to getting kind of good at something. Oh right. My God. Like right? gen- genius level. G- genius level. Oh, that show, first of all, is not made for kids. I, <laughs> the first time I watched <laughs> I it, I was watching with an, with an eight-year-old. I'm like, you you shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> They're into it though. They're into stuff like that. Yeah. No, it is, it is. But 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 you know, this is this is the thing is we have to, we have to you have to understand, as you just said earlier, with the words that have to be eradicated from our vocabulary, words have charges, they have a charge in them. And if the word failure it affects you. That means there's a charge around that word for you. So we need to investigate the charge. If you're feeling shame, that's the internal work you got to do. And that means that the entrepreneurial journey is going to bring that up for you to work on, to heal, to rectify. But failure as a concept, not real. It's not real. It is just proof that something you did didn't work and you have Mm -hmm. to find a different way or not do it at all. I think it's, yeah, I think I think it's becoming comfortable, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, how true is that for entrepreneurs? I was going to say that you literally just defined entrepreneurship. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, both in being in limbo, because you're, I mean, come on, how many times have you been in limbo, right? All, all year? I don't know. Oh, I mean, <laughs> 2020, right? Yeah. Being in limbo, but also, and this is where we come into branding. And I, and I know this is your, your area of expertise, but I'm totally going to speak to it, which is, which is that, you know, where new entrepreneurs get a little bit tripped up in their branding. And I would love, I'm going to throw it back to you with a question right away. I'm just going to take over this interview, you know, where, where they get uncomfortable with their branding and don't show up in their, in their branding is they don't yet have the confidence to claim and own who they are, who their brand is. And they tend to want to play it safe or mimic what they're seeing other people do. Uh, thoughts. Oh my God. Um, there's, there's a lot that I could speak to about obviously differentiation and, um, USP is something you and I have talked about your unique selling position, but even that's too vague of it. Like, it doesn't matter if you shore it up in just its initials or you actually flesh it out. Unique selling proposition. What is that? It just means how you're going to be different and how people, not so much how you think you're different, but how your audience perceives you to be different, right? There's a lot of companies that do similar things out there, but they are different. Nike and Adidas are basically the same company. Let's be real about what they do. They, they are the same company, they're bare bones, the same company, but Nike and Adidas both give me a different 
feel, especially recently with the direction Nike's taken. So um, uh, both of them are, are doing different things. And so both of those companies and a million other, like, like here in Canada, Starbucks and Tim Hortons basically do the same thing in a very different way for a different group of people. So again, it comes back down to um, your, your, how you're going to differentiate yourself. And then once you find the tone of voice for your company, which is we're using that as we're personifying the company, we'll use your tone of voice. Then we can map it back to your literal tone of voice, like your voice box over a recording of your phone. Like as you hit record and you stand in front of your phone, how is your physical literal voice from your throat projecting to the camera? And I have said this several times, it's all about staying in your lane, being the authority on one subject or a small series of subjects. I can talk about anything in the world of design. Um, I obviously can talk about logos and branding and, and, and packaging and a whole bunch of other things, but I will stay away from like UX and UI design. That's not my forte, right? So, um, and I won't, I won't stray too far the other way into traditional print design. That's also not my forte. So I have a lane that I like to stay in and I'm yeah. so confident about what I'm talking about that no one, really no one can, can touch it. And there are thought leaders in my space who would just back up what I'm saying anyway. So, um, so yeah, I think that's where the confidence comes from. I think it's being the authority talking about what you know. I was just going to say, and I'm going to back up what you just said. It, it is. And, and, and that's, you know, again, this is where we tie in limbo and being uncomfortable and finding your confidence and finding your lane is sometimes that takes time. So a lot yes. of times, you know, there, there's some um, businesses where their niche is very obvious, right? Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm a, I'm a physical therapist for, for volleyball players. Like, like it's a really specific niche, yes. right? Yes. You know, I, I'm an orthodontist and I do kid teen braces, kids braces. Sure. Right. But then there's other things, other times where it's, it's much more broad because you're maybe turning a concept or a skill set into a business. And so it, it's, 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 you're still finding your way. And that's where we have to be okay with not knowing, okay with being uncomfortable but getting to work and the, getting into, into the, into the, like I said, getting our hands dirty, getting to work and then allowing our lane to become clearer and clearer over time, <laughs> not yeah. in six months, yeah. uh, but allow our lane to become clearer, clearer and allow our voice to get louder and louder. Yeah. Right? I also think there's, 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 there is a, uh, a forgiveness variable here in, in, in that, Obviously not everybody you speak to on the internet is going to be your target audience, right? Mm -hmm. Even the big companies I just mentioned, all 7.8 billion of us aren't Nike customers. Nike doesn't serve the whole world. And they're like the, one of the biggest companies on earth, even Apple, like the biggest company on earth, they know the entire planet's population isn't their customer. Mm -hmm. Not everybody on the internet and not everybody on the platforms you're on is gonna listen to your message. But the ones that do are your sort of tribe, your loyal fans. They will forgive you if you literally stumbled over your words, if you tripped over a sentence, if you, the lighting wasn't perfect, if, if that message kind of sounded the same as maybe a message from two days ago, but you know you're the authority and you know you want to stay in your lane, you know you want to hammer down on that topic again. And also, like, let's, let's not pretend how, how fickle content is. Like, I see one of your videos, Lindsay, as great as it is, I'm already looking for the next one. Like, I've already kind of moved on from yeah. that and I'm looking for the next one. So nobody remembers really, unless you're some celebrity or the president of the United States, where every one of your words is under a microscope, no one really remembers what you say um, and, and the video of the day or the content of the day. They're moving on. And so there is a forgiveness variable here where your true fans, your loyal fans, 
just want more of you. They just want more of you. They'll forgive the little trip ups. They'll forgive the, the mistakes. There are no mistakes to them. Only really you can see them because you know you made them. So I think people need to get out of their own way. 100%. You know, think about the most popular popular part of a YouTube video or a, or a DVD or back when we go see movies and they would always have the blooper reel, right? Yeah. Or the, they're the most popular. Everyone loves Why? the bloopers. We love them. We love them. Not because we're mean spirited and want to see someone uh -huh. fail. It's because we feel endeared to that person because, yeah. oh yeah, we're all human. That's oh, I, I forgot. You're just one of us. Right. Hashtag relatable. And right. so, right. And so, and so, you know, one of the beautiful things about, um, I mean, other than like you say, it being fickle and it moving fast. I mean, I think about, as you were saying that I was thinking of a couple of people that had some pretty devastating uh, hits come to their business. Um, they've already moved on. It's already, they're already going. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's so temporary because we are moving so fast and mm -hmm. the news, like, like everything is so fast. Yeah. But the other thing is, and this is what's really great is when you are new, be adventurous. And like, I don't, okay. As a business strategy, I will never recommend you throw spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> but as a content strategy, throw that spaghetti, throw it, throw yeah, it hard. See what, works. see what works because your audience is tiny. And, and what you want is you want to find, first of all, what you love to do in terms of content, but also your, your voice and that style. You want to find that as fast as possible because the faster you tap into your sort of authentic brand and tone, the faster you will start attracting the right people. Yeah. I have a, a client who, who, who I have been, um, gently nudging her towards using her authentic voice. Hmm. Um, and she's been afraid because she gets backlash from her audience when she's using her authentic voice. And so, you know, I just needed to, to you know, this is, this is the, the, the I, I, this is coaching and I, and I do do coaching as a part of my business strategy, because how can sure. I not, you that's have a to. part of the process. I wouldn't be doing my job if I just told people what to do and left them hanging. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a certain point where I have to stand back and, and let her take what I've said and then and then not implement it and then see how, oh yeah, what I've been doing really isn't working. Mm. And so now for the first time, she's made a sales page where she's really brought her full voice in and she's had people giving her pushback. I don't get it. I don't like this. Great. I'll unsubscribe you. <laughs> right. Because that's not who you want. You don't want the people that don't get it. You mm -hmm. only want them. those people will never buy from you. That's you right. only want the people who see all of you and just want more. Like you said, I just want more. It's funny that we that we sort of um, prescribe the same medicine to both sets of clients, uh, both of our clients respect respectively. Because, uh, like, who are you supposed to be beside yourself? Who are you yeah. supposed to be? Who are you going to walk around as someone else? You're just a shell of of a person projecting some. I just want to be the next Gary V. Uh, okay, well, how do you honestly? How do you expect to be that man? Like, honestly, how he's the only one on earth that can do what he's doing. Honestly, I don't want to be that. He works way too hard. <laughs> exactly, and 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 even like the way he's on stage and the way like the, the only people we he's can machine, be, Lindsay, yeah. is, is is you and I. And I'm not going to try to be anyone else. And it's like you said, as you project your message and your content to the world what you're doing is you're filtering out all the people who wouldn't be your fans anyways. And the yeah. ones that are left love you because the ones yeah. that, that are left are always with the likes and always with the comments and always with the shares and always with the saves and always want, I want more, I want more, I want more of you. Always right? with the dollars, always with the referrals. Oh, see, right. <laughs> and so those are those, that's your, that's your true fan base. Yeah. That's your loyal audience of fans. 
and we need to keep them happy and we need to speak to them more. And the ones, the ones who can't, like you said, don't get it, we'll just filter them out. They'll just be pushed away. And eventually, like you said, they'll unsubscribe or they won't follow anymore. We don't need them anyways. Yeah. And, and it's not like, you know, you ever just like walk into a classroom back in school and you're like, this doesn't feel right. Oh, you know what? I had better example. You ever live in an apartment and accidentally get off on the wrong floor and accidentally walk into what would be your apartment if it was the right floor? You ever yeah, done that? Yeah, yeah. No, I've gotten off on the wrong floor. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Even that, right? You're like, this doesn't feel right. This isn't where I should be. The floor isn't wrong. The classroom isn't wrong. The apartment isn't wrong. They're not wrong. It's just not where you should be. Correct. And, and, and so it's not about vilifying the wrong audience or vilifying yourself. It's, it's about going, this is me. It, it's no different than if you were attracting a romantic partner or a best friend, you know, this is me and, and I can only be me. In fact, I only want to be me. And, and that was the, the road I could see this person walking down the, the, my client was that if you keep walking down this road, you're going to find yourself in a really crappy relationship with your audience because you're not mm. being yourself. You're going to be in an abusive relationship where you're controlled by your audience, not sharing what you want. No business can be built from that because you will feel stifled and frustrated and resentful really quickly. Just like when you're with the wrong romantic partner, <laughs> Yeah. right? You have to just be you and, and, and trust. And this is where it, it takes some, some, some courage and some time to prove it to yourself, but trust that people will, will fall in love with you and, and want more. What sort of things could people look forward to? And I'm sure we've just rhymed off a whole bunch. What sort yeah. of things could potential clients who want to work with Lindsay, who have no idea where to start, starting with you is probably one of the smartest things they could have ever, one of the smartest decisions they could have ever made. Me knowing what your business is all about. What can potential or prospective clients who want to do business correctly, what can they look forward to working with Lindsay and the Radical Connector? Oh, I thought you were just going to say in general, I was going to start giving you guys a list of instructions. Okay. <laughs> I have a 14 page PDF uh, ready to go. I'm submit that over to you. Oh gosh. So, so, so yeah. So, so the first thing that people often experience when working with me is, is relief because they finally understand why what they've been doing isn't working and they don't have to keep smacking their head against that wall, especially if it's not a wall they particularly enjoy smacking their head against. Right. And then from there, we really dive into, you know, all the things that you want to be doing, how you want to make your money, who you want to be connecting with, what you want to be saying. And then we just make sure that that is all aligned with what you're offering and what your marketing is. Uh, and then once we get all that thing stuff into alignment, then it's like, okay, so what are you going to do? Yeah, what are and this building? is right. Yeah. Like this is, this is where, um, this is where, I, I want to say I see a lot of programs fall down and it's, it's not that the programs fall down. It's that you can't teach everybody the same thing mm. because everybody's, I call them your RGAs, your revenue generating activities. Mm, I know that term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you've been on my content, you know, I preach that one. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, everyone's RGA is going. So I have, I have four, I, I have what I call the four fast and free RGAs, revenue generating activities. They are <clears throat> networking, mm -hmm. public speaking, 
uh, community building and list building content creation. In your first few years, that's where you want to spend all of your time, not just for the revenue generation, but for the understanding of your market and perfecting your marketing, your proprietary systems and, and you know, USB or UV, your, your unique value proposition. Um, and just like this is the core of your business. This is what everything in the future will build on before you go to scale. Anyways, so people can like, like I find programs hint at it or they tell you now just go do this. Now just go do that. Mm. But, but because everybody's is so different, you need, you need to like try it and find what works for you. And so I can help people really create a strategy and action plan, but then you've got to still go to the work. You have to go do the work. And then again, dude, sucking at something is the first step to being sort of good, right? You have to then go, well, that didn't work or, oh, that one really worked. So stop doing that and do more of this. It, and that is the growth phase. You're going to spend a good two, three years here in this growth phase, doing these RGAs, getting yourself really built up and then we'll talk about scale don't come to me okay <laughs> somebody posted something and they said they were scaling their business but didn't know what offer to scale okay. i was like well if you don't know what offer to scale do you think that you're ready to scale you're not ready to scale until you have an offer that is selling like hotcakes that you are ready to somehow transition and evolve into something that you can then scale. If you don't got right. that offer, you're not ready. So stop trying to scale and really commit to spending the, your, your three good years into really nailing down your market, earning that money, that revenue, and then let's talk scale. Oh my God, I just give you so much. I'm sorry if that was way too much information. Oh, I love it. I love it. There we are. <laughs> oh, I, am I recording this? I hope so. <laughs> But can you imagine if you were recording? We just did this bomb ass talk and that wasn't what? even recorded. Oh, I don't have control Z in my life. How do I undo like the last 45 minutes? How am I going to get back to, you have time travel over there on the West Coast, right? So hey, yeah, you... I got like my TARDIS, my Doctor Who TARDIS. I'll just like flip us in there. And... Wait a minute. It's like five o'clock over here for me. It's only two for you. So this will work. I know this will yes, work. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will just get on a plane and go faster Come than back. time. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, all the Star Wars and the stuff in the background, it doesn't doesn't make me a nerd enough. I had to talk about time travel in my own podcast today, Lindsay. I did not think that was going to happen today, but here we are. Listen, I dropped TARDIS and you didn't pick it up. So I'm- I'm I guess Doctor Who. I'm just, okay. that's, that's not right. a road I go down. I'm, 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 okay, so I'll drop one on you. Do you know what Warhammer 40K is? Um, I, I do, but I don't think I watch it or consume it, whatever it is, but I know I've heard that before, but that's because I'm on Imager too much. Okay, so, so it's nothing. It's nothing you can really watch because it's not a show or movies. What? Yeah, like I know I've heard it. What is it? It's like it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but the next level where you actually build the models, you paint them, and then you go and battle with them on a tabletop. It's like it's like the next. It's 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 like the the next logical step of Axis and Allies. So I'm pretty sure that I've I, I've seen it referenced. I've heard it referenced. Yeah. Do they like film that kind of stuff? Like, why do I feel like it? Like there's a, there's about a million books written about it. Yeah, we they that, haven't filmed anything. I would watch. I would if somebody filmed that kind of a game, like them playing the game, I would watch that. I would watch the heck out of that. Uh, I mean, I only have a million links I can send you, Lindsay. That's how hard I nerd. So don't worry. Oh, you'll be inundated. You, I, I mean, I get your emails, which I look forward to all the time. By the way, you just wait for the bombardment that's coming your way, the nerdum that's being shipped to your door. Really? You just wait. Bring it. I really want to get like a, like a big, like virtual D and D game going so bad. Really? Oh, okay. 
but I can't be the DM because that's too. I I want to just play and have someone. That's not a yeah. You don't get to immerse yourself into it uh, yeah, as much. Yeah. Look at us <laughs> dropping terms like USP and DM like, and it's not direct <laughs> message. We mean, oh, you nerds better like subscribe to both of us after this. At this point, what is that thing from TikTok? Like, oh, if you're not a nerd, like just swipe or whatever. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you won't get like I I I, I if I could just communicate in only memes and only yeah. memes from the mid 2000s like when memes were just being born like you're not ready for my meme game basically you know that i saw one the other day it was so i think it was on my memories and i'm like oh yes these innocent sweet memes like remember yeah. when it was just wiggle of a guy reacting in an angry way or flipping a table like memes are so advanced now <laughs> there was there was a point in my life where i think for about 18 months i, I spoke only in sarcasm and yep. if, if you had to be really close to me to get the uh, just it's just nick again today i'm like yeah it sure is pal scrap in so so for those still listening can you see how quickly we can turn a 30 minute call into a two hour call <laughs> again, like again like when's the podcast coming like joe rogan you, you move over because we're gonna crush you Oh my god i would love that okay we okay so we're gonna make some spicy pepper thing and we're gonna do a joe rogan-esque podcast for entrepreneurs and nerds That's right. done nerdpreneurs 2021 hashtag 2021 <laughs> uh lindsay where can people find you if they need your expertise if they want to work with you if they're ready to take business seriously where are they going to find you Absolutely. So come to my website, theradicalconnector.com, uh, and you will get into the portal of my YouTube channels, my blogs, my free online community. Uh, and then if you want to work with me, you can come work with me. Not necessary. Come and consume the content. Come participate in the community. Uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, and on that note, like your content is pretty amazing and um, really, really actionable and easy to like implement. And if that doesn't convince you to work with Lindsay, then just go talk to her because she's got a ton of ideas for your business today. I know she has. I love it. Brilliant. Oh my gosh, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you got real value from it. Lindsay is just awesome. She's full of energy. And I love that she's using her knowledge and translating that into directly helping new entrepreneurs scale their business. It's a real entrepreneurial mindset. And I absolutely love that she's helping those types of people. If you like this episode, feel free to like and subscribe to the show and leave an insightful review. And as always, remember to stay McGrossome.